another episode of Renaissance Faith. We're back. Life has been lifing, but God be Godding. So we're here Ooh. to, you know, give some, you know, words of wisdom, something that'll touch us. We have our good sister, Jessica, joining us here today um, to discuss a topic that are, um, that may be, you know, relatable to pretty much everybody. I think everyone goes through trials and tribulations through life. Um, temptations come about where we are stuck in, um, that weird place where we want to, you know, walk faithfully with God, but we also have our flesh that calls us, you know, cause we are not, um, of this world, but we're in this world. Mm. Um, so we, we have to continuously, um, seek God in everything that we do so that, you know, we're not so attached to our flesh, like the people, um, that are in this world, you know, um, God has called us to a higher calling, um, a, a higher being, so that when those trials and tribulations come upon us, that we're prepared and that we're ready and we're steadfast in his word that um, we know what to do. At least we know um, what we're supposed to do. And um, if we fall, we can, you know, get back up, dust ourselves off and, you know, keep walking in the right direction. You know, sometimes we get so caught up in like, ah, dang, like I knew I wasn't supposed to do that and I did it. And then we feel guilty and we let that guilt, you know, bring us further away from God instead of closer because we feel like we've lost that relationship. You know, it's kind of like that portrayal, like, of course, he's not going to want to love me because I failed him again. You know, I felt we all fail, you know, um, but the point of failing is to learn from those mistakes and to grow from those mistakes and to hopefully, you know, keep someone else from stumbling. You know, we can use our our um our troubles and our trials to help somebody else out you know whenever we come across someone who's been in a similar situation as us um it's good to share those you know things so that we're not just keeping um our testimonies and the goodness of god from from them you know what i'm saying um there's plenty of times where i'm like you know what that's probably not a good idea you know i've probably been through those situations probably like in like the case of like just being um, boy crazy, you know, there's certain situations when you're just kind of like, you know what, you should really kind of step back from this relationship because you can see like things aren't, you know, aligning with what you said you wanted, you know, you're kind of just going for, you know, those, those feelings, because feelings can be very raw in the very beginning. And you're like, oh, this is really what I want. But this is not <laughs> what you wanted. You said you wanted a, B, C, D, you wanted a, a, a God, uh, I mean, a man of faith, you know, you wanted um, uh, someone that was going to lead you, but the person that you're currently talking to or the person that you're currently with isn't fulfilling any of those qualifications, but he's there, you know, so you're just kind of like, eh, I'll settle. And it's like those kind of situations that kind of like set you back and you're like, oh my gosh, I could have definitely you know, gone a different direction, you know, and that's a stepping block, but it's also a learning opportunity for the next time you come across those things. And we may not always succeed, but, you know, we always try to do better, you know, the next time, the next time, you know, and that's just not for just, you know, relationships. Um, that's in, you know, 
your work at church, you know, what are you doing at church? You know, you want to make sure that you're, you know, just because you're not physically there that you don't have anything to contribute. You know what I'm saying? Everyone has a place in God's house. If that's being like what we're doing right now, ministering to the public about things that may be, you know, common to us, maybe common to other girls or men that are watching this. Um, that's our work that we need to do. Um, but I'll let you guys share a little bit. I feel like I've been talking a lot. Um, have there been like any experiences that you guys have like gone through that's kind of been like, I don't want this to be another stumbling block for myself or someone else that I may be knowing that's going through it? Oh, 100%. Um, I was just listening to you and I was like, when it comes to like relationships, the temptation to settle is so real. You know, like there's so much pressure from society, like to by a certain age, you need to be married by a certain age, you need to have kids. You know, I'm a little older, so I feel that pressure a lot. Mm -hmm. And it can definitely, and that's just, you know, the world, that's society. And it can definitely cloud your perspective and your, your end goal. And it can also shut out what God wants for you, right? You can block your own blessing by listening to the excess noise that's out there. And that excess noise may be coming from other people, but really that excess noise, I feel like is coming from Satan, right? He's, he wants us to, he wants us to not be aligned with God's will, right? Because if we are, then he, he can't do anything with us. So I feel like it comes in like various forms, um, you know, and you said something about how when we do um, kind of step out of line with God's will and we are tempted, we succumb to temptation, um, then we feel guilty and that creates distance with our relationship with God. And that's also what Satan wants, right? Because if he can get distance, then he has a foot in there and he can wedge mm -hmm. it even more. And it's so interesting how when we do wrong, you know, that we try to hide or run from God. And it's like, he sees everything. He knows everything. He knew we were going to do that before we knew yeah. we were going to do that, you know? And it's like when you're a child <laughs> and you do something you're not supposed to do, and then you try to hide it, you try to cover it up from your parents. And it's like, as a child, you think you get away with it. Yeah. But cutting my hair, like... <laughs> I thought my parents I didn't cut notice. my hair. What? <laughs> They're not gonna notice that like one piece is up here and the other's here, and my hair was like down to here before. They're not gonna notice. But you know, to adults, they're like, what is happening? Like, why are yeah. you trying to hide that from me? And they may even ask oh, God is. Yeah, you know. Um, and it's it's no different from God. He's like, Why are you trying to hide from me? Why are you trying to run from me? If anything, come to me, you know. Yeah. I'm just repent and just come back to me. I'm I'm gonna keep taking you back because I love you. You know, um, I have that unconditional love. Mm -hmm. So it's just you know temptation. It's everywhere, and mm -hmm. as long as we're living every day, we're gonna be tempted by something, right? Like every day, this world is full of temptation everywhere you look. Some of it is really big temptation. Some of it's like little. It could be like you know eating that donut when I know that I should be eating healthier or mm -hmm. whatever the case, or it could be something really bad that could potentially be like very life-changing and detrimental. But 
it's we're always going to be dealing with it. And so the more equipped we are in the word and what God promises us and he tells us, then the easier it will be for us to overcome. Yeah. Yeah. I think like, honestly, like between what you both said and kind of what I was reading for my prep, like temptation boils down to basically the battle between flesh and spirit and like our desire to be human, but desire to be children of God or like how what's going to ultimately take over like do we choose to sin and then even from there as we mentioned like how do we how do we go at that next branch too like are we going to repent and then come back to God or are we going to keep going it's like okay I'm now feel guilty and like yeah but yeah ultimately related to flesh and spirit and like kind of dissecting that a bit more yeah yeah definitely that's like the constant battle because you're like you're here and you live with like these people and you see like the worldly things that come against you every day and so hard to kind of like separate yourself but the separation is what makes us different you know it's what you know separates us from you know everyone else when someone looks at you and says you know what makes you a christian it should be like an outward representation you know people shouldn't have to be like you know there was um at my home church in san diego um someone someone there used to always say like people shouldn't have to like ask you if you're a christian they should just kind of know from how you are you know and um not say that i'm perfect because like i really try to do my best on like my daily walk but i always kind of have that constant reflection like if someone were to see me in my actions, like, would they, would they know, like, or would they, and there was someone I was, um, I'm sorry, I'm like bouncing around, but there was someone I was talking to that was asking me, he was like, oh, he's like, are you a half Christian or a whole Christian? And I was like, it's like an, like ethnicity or something like that. Like, he's like, are you half mm-hmm. or whole? And I was just like, what do you mean? And like, I guess what he meant by half was like a lukewarm Christian. Like, are you like all the way in? Or are you like halfway in, halfway out? And I was just like, wow. I was just like, first of all, bold question. But <laughs> you know, like, second of all, like, dang, like, I like really was like, well, I'm a Christian. I've never really presented to be half of anything. You know what I'm saying? And like, what kind of Christian would I be to say that I'm half of that? Because that means I half believe what I believe. That means I'm half living in my truth. That means I'm, you know, half committed you know and like that may be like a case where you like fall and like you come against like obstacles where you don't always succeed but that doesn't make you a failure you know that doesn't make you half of God's child that just means like you're God's child you know on your way to redemption and like there um, there needs to be a distinction between like purposefully like continuously living in a way where it's not you know a representation of God and like what he would want And like someone who's like, you know, working to do better each and every day, you know, you should see that walk and that change in your purpose and your behavior continue to grow. Um, And and it may not look like everybody else's. I don't think it should, you know, everyone's walk is different. And I don't think that you should judge other people based on how they're living their truth and what their walk looks like, because like, it could always be you or someone else that could be on the other side. You know, you never want to be like, oh, well, 
this person's not doing it how I would do it. So they're not a full Christian or they're not, you know, they're not really committed. Like, you don't know what that person has been through. You don't know what they just came out of. You don't know what they're struggling with. Like be like that, help them. You know, if you see someone struggling, like see what you can do, what you can provide to kind of like move them in the right direction, you know? And if they don't want your help, you've given them the option to get the help. You know what I'm saying? You don't always have to be that person that's like, you know, I'll save them all because I mean, Jesus paid it all for us already, but we are supposed to be the ones that we can, people can lean on us and like, you know, at least kind of um, get some kind of guidance or support uh, towards like, you know, some kind of healing or purpose or, you know, salvation, you know, if that's what they want, but they have to want it for themselves. It's kind of like an addict in recovery. It's like, do you want this life? Like, cause it doesn't, necessarily become like flowers and roses after you get saved you know it on the contrary it gets you know harder because your faith is being constantly tested and you're like as soon as I gave my life to God it's like the devil came after me it's like yeah he wants to make sure this <laughs> is real he's like are you are you for real about this life or were you just pretending kind of like um what associate pastor Tony was saying yesterday at church where he was kind of saying like um attaching your faith to money and things because the devil will take those things from you to test you to see like what where is your faith really lie is it in the material things that is in the money is it in the cars and the clothes or is it in god is it rooted in god because if those things are taken away and then you start cursing god then what was what was the point of everything you know what i'm saying and these things aren't ours anyway, you know, we are only here for a short time, you know, and we can't take any of the stuff that we have with us. Um, and I never want to say like, I would give, you know, I would probably be devastated if I lost everything, you know, but I also know that, you know, um, God has a purpose and plan for my life and that might have been it, been in it, you know, maybe it was, it was for the good, um, to lose or, you know not have the things that I have you know you may think things are like cool and nice and brand new but you know all money and good money just to say that <laughs> but I I did want to um because remember we we're talking about the movie Temptation in that in our last um last little discussion um I did want to circle back to that because of what you said Jessica about um everyone's kind of like wanting these things for you but it's like, is it what God wants for me or is it what, you know, everyone else wants for me? And I just kind of wanted to take your perspective and kind of relate to that movie. Was there something in that movie, Temptation, that you were kind of like, you know, this is definitely something that could be like a real life factor that could, you know, take my life in a different direction and how, how you would do that differently? I mean, to be honest with you, the whole movie like is it's kind of eye-opening, right? Because here was this woman, she had, I mean, in my opinion, like a dream life, you know? Like mm -hmm. she was, you know, following the word of God. She was married to her husband. He was loving and supportive. She was happy. Um, you know, they might not have had everything material-wise, but they were super happy and just living life. And, um, you know, then came this guy who 
represented Satan. Mm -hmm. And he just kind of like slowly but surely weaseled his way into her life, started to cause doubt, started to cause confusion and showed her things, a life that she never had before and caused her to stick her toe in the water and kind of experience that life. And she loved it. And then she dove headfirst in, mm -hmm. you know, and ended up in a crazy situation that, you know, looked good on the outside, but when she really got in, it was a train wreck, you know, right. and it deeply affected her life going forward. Um, and I think for me, I mean, I've been in that situation, not that specific situation in the movie, but there's definitely been times when, you know, I didn't realize what I had and the grass looked greener on the other side. And, you know, for whatever reason, I was willing to see what the grass, <laughs> what that other grass <laughs> was going to be like. And um, it never is as good as it looks. That's why that whole expression, the grass is always green on the other side, because it it, it never they usually- water it. Yeah. Or the what grass is, is green where you water it. Where you water it. Yes. And that's true. Like, yeah. that's so true. You know, it always, like what, when you don't have something, it always looks good when like you see something else that you could have. But- Kind of going back to what you said about putting your um, value and emphasis on things when it comes to like, I used to be very materialistic, I'm just going to admit it, still something I'm working through. Mm -hmm. But in that um, mind frame, that attitude, you're never satisfied, right? Because there's always going to be something new that comes out, always something better, always something shinier, bigger. And you're because it's not anything of substance. It might be a quick fix. I was going through like a bad relationship. And so um, shopping like made me happy. Like mm -hmm. I never thought that would be a thing, but it really was. And it really would just be the the buying it. And then immediately the instant gratification would go away. And then I had to buy something else and buy something else. And not only is that expensive, <laughs> but it's, it's not fulfilling, you know, like because I, I was putting my my fulfillment in something that is useless. Um, in Ecclesiastes, it talks about how like everything is meaningless and you can't put, you can't put your like faith and hope and emphasis on things of this world and money because it's all going to go away, right? We don't leave with it. You know, right. we weren't born, well, some of us might have been born with it, but we don't, <laughs> we don't leave with it. We can't take it with us when we go. So um, the only real fulfillment we have is God. You know, and just like how it says, you can't serve two masters. You can't serve money. You can't serve God. You know, you have to pick one or the other. Um, you can't sit at both tables. So um, for me, I had to, I made some hardcore realizations about that lifestyle. Right. Um, that was going to quickly send me into major debt. <laughs> and um, I had to really address what the root problem was, you know, and that was that I was lacking something in the relationship that I was in. Um, so to tie it back to the movie, um, you know, she, I feel like she was deep down, there was something she was lacking. Like, yes, there was curiosity, but also there was something that she was lacking. Um, and so then she, you know, went and looked for it in unfortunately a situation that was, you know, God knows everything. So he knows 
he knows what we're going to go through. He, mm-hmm. may, he may not want that for us, but he knows what we're going to go through because he gives us free will, right? So was that a way that she had to choose? No, but in the end, you know, she learned a hard lesson and thankfully it didn't take her all the way out, you know, yeah. but it came pretty close to it. So mm-hmm. she had to lose everything. It's like, Joe, you know, he was flying high, living the good life. Everything was great. And then one day all every his whole life changed and everything got taken from him you know his money his friends his family his mm-hmm. health and job is just he's an example of like what a human is right because i think at first he did he was mad at god right like we all probably would be if we lost everything um but then over time he you know still continued to show gratitude and you know thank god for everything and he ended up getting back i think like double what it was before so Mm -hmm. we're going to go through things god tells us you know like in this world you're going to have trials and tribulations but fear not i've overcome the world it never once in the bible says life is going to be easy and it never once says we're not going to have temptation and trial not once you know i i don't know the whole bible (laughs) but i pretty much bet that it does not say that you know because god tells us specifically that we will. So it just, and he gives us tools to, to help us, you know, but I do think temptation is in a sense needed because the resistance of that temptation is character building. You know, it builds your faith. Um, There's a scripture actually, James, James chapter one, verse three, this is from the NLT version. It says, for you know that when your faith is tested, your endurance has a chance to grow. Mm. Um, If everything was just perfectly fine in this life and we didn't go through trials and tribulations, how strong would our faith be? And would it be necessary, you know? So, I don't know. I think, I hope that answered it. Will you you read the two verses before that? The two verses before? Oh, okay, put me on the spot. Hold on, let me go. I didn't know if you had it pulled up. Nope, nope, it's okay. It's <laughs> She's like, I hope that answered your question. Yeah. <laughs> Tell me more. <laughs> Tell you more. Okay. So the two verses before that was I said what? Oh yeah. Um did I say one and three? I did. Um actually. So the two verses before is just like the beginning, but it's so verse two says, dear brothers and sisters, when troubles of any kind come your way, consider an opportunity for great joy. For when you know that your faith is tested, your endurance has a chance to grow. So let it grow for when your endurance is fully developed, you will be perfect and complete, needing nothing. Mm-hmm. So I was going to bring up the great joy piece. And then I was like, wait a minute, okay. I know the start of this. So, okay. Yes, well, no, I'm glad you, I'm glad you, uh, made me read that because yeah, no, those, <laughs> those two verses are also like, it completes the whole, the whole mm-hmm. thought about it. So, yeah. No, that's great. Um, Corinne, have you had any areas where you've had to kind of like use your faith to combat, like, any trials or like situations that kind of like would deter you like, or like that part about finding joy in situations, like applying that and like, you know, 
areas where it's like feels like there's no hope yeah I mean I feel like the joy thing comes up a lot and we talked about it before that it's like it's Mm -hmm. just a state of being at some point and I think it relates to faith and being so strongly rooted in your faith that it's like I can find joy in any situation because I know that like it's gonna end positively um but I think like tying back to the whole like theme of relationships and all of that jazz like years ago this guy had asked like what's my timeline and I had not thought about it at all and was like I don't know what are you talking about he's like you know you have to like have a timeline like do you want kids do you want to get married and I was like I mean sure that would be great but like I don't know he's like everybody has a timeline like what's yours and I like ever since then have been kind of thinking about it fast forward we ended up like dating a little bit and then recently like he told me he wants to see someone else so I'm not his person um for the time being but I'm like interesting thinking about the timeline thing and I was like Mm -hmm. I'm glad I've never really put official timelines on it because it's like I don't know like it's God's time whatever Mm -hmm. is meant to happen and that's a really hard one because I feel like seeing your friends get married or like have kids or like thinking about all these things that could be or could have been it's like okay I just gotta gotta have faith gotta stick to that and like learn a lesson from it and move forward Mm -hmm. um yeah I feel like that's a fairly recent example and like tying in yeah you know what's interesting about that honestly like it is good to plan I'm not saying that it's not but I feel like in a sense having a timeline like that when it pertains to like marriage and kids maybe even anything is almost a little arrogant and I say that because it's basically us assuming that we know what God's plan is and when it's mm-hmm. going to be it's like us taking our own life or our life into our own hands mm-hmm. and we're supposed to be putting our life in God's hands right so I feel like it's good to be like, yeah, I want to get married. I want to have kids. I want these things. But to be like, oh, in two years, I'm going to get married. In a year after that, I'm going to have kids. Yeah. And no. like, you know, like, first of all, we don't know what God has planned. Right. Mm-hmm. So the whole course of your life could change in two years, you know, and yeah. marriage could be so far not down the line, you know, who knows, you know, like, so I think putting actual... And I know I'm guilty of it. Like I, for the longest time, my timeline was I was going to get married at 23. I was going to have kids at 25. Like I had it written down, but now that I'm older looking at it, I'm like, that was really arrogant for me to yeah. do that. <laughs> me, my like one thing was like, I wanted to buy a pair of red bottoms by the time I was 25. <laughs> like, these are not practical. <laughs> I was like, this is my timeline. I don't know what you are <laughs> priorities people <laughs> no invest in smart decisions like no I mean I think anyway. red bonds might have good resale so I don't know I don't know <laughs> maybe I'll be in the resale market instead oh <laughs> <laughs> Amazon Prime Day is coming up guys just FYI <laughs> like Auntie good? Tracy you got a donation for me <laughs> that's so funny that is so funny um but anyway. yeah <laughs> Um, what you were saying, Jessica, about having tools, 
Um, I actually had a scripture on that um, just because Corinne last time was bringing up uh, the arm of God and stuff. And I was like, what would be like a great armor to have? Like when you're trying to combat things, you know, when you're putting on armor, um, it's like you're preparing for war, you know, and this constant day-to-day -day battle that we're going through is war, you know, because we're battling, you know, between um, life and death. Spiritual warfare. Yeah. Warfare. Real. Exactly. Um, and we need to be prepared for it. We just can't be like on the sidelines, just like not being warmed up. Like, put me in coach. Like, you're not even warmed up. You haven't done a lap. You haven't stretched. You haven't done anything to prepare yourself for this. But yet, you want to be thrown in, like, in, you know, into the woods, you know, whatever, um, unprepared. And same thing with life. Like, we want all these things. You know, we want God to bless us with all these things, but have we prepared ourselves um, enough to have those things that we're asking God for? Um, which brings me to the love is patient, love is kind thing. But before we get to that, um, I'll share the scripture. Um, I feel like the the armor for me that I felt like go, went best with this theme was the shield of faith. Um because we need to have a shield to kind of shield us from those, those temptations. Um, not saying that the shield is impenetrable because sometimes, you know, you may get hit in the back and be like, Oh, dang it. I didn't, I wasn't fast enough. Um, but we need to be at least prepared, you know, and have those tools at ready at all times to make sure that we can, you know, fight against it when it's time. Um, and that comes from Ephesians six sixteen. 16. Um, it states that above all, Take the shield of faith, um, which you will be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one. And then in 2 Timothy um, chapter 3 and 12, um, it says that when Satan attacks with doubts, the shield of faith turns aside the blow. When temptations come, faith keeps us steadfast in following Jesus. We are able to withstand all the de devil's fiery darts because we know whom we have believed. So it's just kind of like, when, you know, the devil is throwing those, those darts, those arrows at you, you just have to make sure that, you know, you know, where your faith comes from, you know, it's not something that's just kind of, oh, I believe sometimes it's kind of like, you have to have it on all the time, like your faith, um, your armor, if not your, um, your shield of faith, your entire armor on at all times, and, you know, just stay prepared and ready. Um, and what Corinne was saying about the love is patient, love is kind, we need to be prepared and have those things available to us, you know, and make sure that we're a reflection of the things that we're constantly asking God for. You know, you want to make sure that you're not just talking the talk, which are also um, walking the walk as well. Um, Corinne, if you have that. I'll pull it up, but also and like um, food for thought too, because one of the first things when we were like discussing temptation is our topic I was like okay what is like one of the first things of temptation in the bible and I was like um hold up Adam little miss little miss eve yeah. getting tempted little with Missy. an apple and then I'm like hmm do women now have a harder like across like I don't know just went on this whole thing and just like how women continue to show up in the bible and like always questioned about their like testimonies of faith and yeah we'll save the mm -hmm. rest of that for a different day but it was like yeah. <laughs> spicy oh yeah eve first of all eve that could be a whole nother show yeah because homegirl sure. did us so wrong, <laughs> oh, wrong. but i'm just like what kind of fruit was this because i'm just like because he said the fruit the tree of the fruit of knowledge and i'm like 
was it a nectarine? <laughs> She's like, oh, I've never seen this before. Like, girl, was it that good? Like, dang. Yeah. There were so much yeah. other things to eat. It had to have been because she just uprooted all of humanity. Right. <laughs> right. right. She couldn't have known because right. I was like, was it years later? We're we're paying for it. <laughs> Go ahead, Grant. Not just you, yeah, a decade, I don't know, a long time. Yeah. Centuries, centuries later centuries. we are. Um, okay. So this is from we'll say an anonymous Instagram account. <laughs> um okay but it says read first corinthians 13 4 through 7 so love is patient love is kind it does not envy it does not boast it is not proud it doesn't it does not dishonor others it is not self-seeking it is not easily angered it keeps no record of wrongs love does not delight in evil but rejoices with the truth it always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. Now, replace the word love with your first name. Corinne is patient. Corinne is kind. Corinne does not envy, so on. So I would ask that you two do that. And then goes on to say, as you read through these with your first name, make note of which ones seem the least true right now. There's a good chance those are the things that God wants to work on in your life. And then it says that they um, never forgot that. So if you're feeling impatient, unkind, it's probably not from Jesus. And then like, what can you do to embody those things? Yes. I feel like there are a lot of things I could definitely work on. Um, I want to say patience is something that I'm practicing daily. Um and they always say, don't pray for patience because God know. will send you, send you something to be patient about. He's like, here you go, be patient, you know? And I feel like um, I, I I have the tools to do that. <laughs> like, God, I'm good, you know? I'm you hear me? You know, I'm good, thanks. Um, but like, you know, being self-serving, you know, I, I that one kind of like, when I was looking at that, I was like, you know what? That is something I could probably look into more because when you're a single female, your life tends to be self-serving. Like you're trying to do things to, you know, make yourself better, you know, and it's less about how can I pay it forward to not serve myself, but to others, you know, um, be of service to someone else, you know, and that kind of brings back to what Associate Pastor Tony was saying yesterday at church too, um, you know, being that person that doesn't just sit and do nothing, but can kind of like use what you have to kind of give back to the church, like this podcast, like giving our experiences, our knowledge, our, you know, our steps or walks of faith individually um, to kind of aid to, you know, the common public. Someone's going to see this and be like, you know what, I wasn't thinking about this and like how to move forward in this situation, but hearing them you know, I have some sort of knowledge of the tools and like where to find them to move forward in a better direction, you know, and it doesn't always have to be like something like something that, you know, is so tactical. Um, but, you know, as long as we're serving, you know, God and the body of faith, I feel like, you know, we're doing, you know, what God has called us to do. Jessica, with you uh, working at the church as an admin, Lord knows you're being called to do to work in a higher purpose, you know, dealing with, you know, 
um, church, you know, church members and like people that are coming in and like just being that representation of Emmanuel sometimes um, to kind of point people in the, the right direction um, is definitely a call to service as well. So um, we're all doing our part in little ways, but you know, it's all of service to the main goal, you know, to build up the body of Christ so that when someone comes and, you know, we know, we know that, you know, they're coming um, from a place where they want to learn and they want to grow and they have a good example of that. And that's, you know, all that I can ask for hope to be is a good example for someone else. So. I wanted to say something about um, the testimony and I feel like we go through things to make us better, right? To strengthen our faith and to grow in our relationship with God. But we also go through things, like you said, so that we can share those things with other people, right? Because mm -hmm. in the Bible it talks about how like, um, and I am not quoting it accurately, but you'll get the overall gist of the message. Mm -hmm. But it says that, um, you know, when we're going through things that we're not suffering alone, you know, like the world of believers is also going through, we're not going through anything different from other people. And, um, or we're not going through any other temptations that are different from other believers. Um, and I feel like a lot of times if we don't share that, then mm -hmm. it makes you feel alone, which is also what Satan wants, right? He wants us to feel alone. We don't have anyone to talk to because if we feel alone, that's easier for him to attack, right? But if we talk about it with other believers, like what we're going through, a lot of times, one, we'd be surprised how much better we feel. Mm -hmm. And two, we'll realize we're not alone because a lot of people are going through similar situations. And, you know, until you talk about it, you may not know that. And like, for me personally, I went through a really bad bout of anxiety. Like it was for a good, I don't know, three or four months, it was like debilitating. I was having mm -hmm. severe panic attacks um, and I thought it just would never go away. And, um, you know, the doctor was trying to prescribe all this stuff. And I was like, no, I feel like God is calling me for something deeper. I remember actually, this was my doctor of like, basically my whole life. And it got a little tense in that visit because she was like, well, if it doesn't clear up, we're going to have to put you on this. And I was like, no, I really feel like God is calling mm -hmm. me to rely on him through this period. She was like, okay, well, we'll check back. And I was like, okay. <laughs> um, and um, long story short, I ended up, it was, I got so close to God during that time. Like I just was constantly praying, talking to him, reading my word, like everything. And I ended up maybe a few months later, stopping having panic attacks. It's been probably like five or six years, have not had one since then. Wow. Um, and my therapist at the time was like, you know, this is the fastest recovery I've ever seen. And I was like, that's because it was not about that. It was about God was trying to use me to get in the situation that I had placed myself in that caused the anxiety, but he was turning that around for my good and used it as a period of time for me to rely on him solely in a way that I never had. And he showed me just how powerful he is. You know, he showed me again that, you know, some things are impossible with God. Nothing is impossible. And the timelines don't matter yeah. with God, right? So he just wants us to have complete 
faith and obedience to him and he can make anything happen. And so fast forward a couple years later, I started meeting all these people that had anxiety. And so we were able to, and I met them. I knew they had anxiety because I was openly talking about it because it's not something I'm ashamed mm -hmm. of. Like I just I tell my story. And in doing that, I have people have opened up to me like, oh my gosh, I was suffering from that too. How did you get rid of it? You know, and so God has led me to meeting all these people that I didn't know at the time that it was so big. I did not. I felt alone, you know, yeah. um, mm -hmm. just happening to me, but it, it wasn't. And so I just think that it's so important to share our testimonies with other people because, because of my testimony and what it is, part of what I'm sharing is how I relied on God to get me through it. You know, when doctors were over here saying, oh, you need to be on, you know, medication and all this other stuff, I was like, no, <laughs> I need to be on God. That's what I need. That's the medication I need, right? So because that's part of my testimony, I can share that with people and that, you know, puts that in their head. It like plants a little seed, you know, that it it's possible. So I think keeping our testimonies to ourselves is kind of selfish in a way because we just don't know who could be, um, who could benefit from it. And of mm -hmm. course, you know, I'm not pushing anyone to be uncomfortable with sharing things. You know, sometimes it takes a while to feel comfortable to open up about things that have happened, you know? But I do think that it can help so many people just just to share what you've yeah. what you've gone through because we're all going through things. We've all mm -hmm. been through things. We all will continue to go through things. You know, again, it's part of life, lifeing, and temptation being everywhere in this world. So yeah, that's my little bit. <laughs> it was beautiful, Jessica. Thank you. <laughs> Amen. Well, that has been a great discussion, ladies. Yes. Um, I think that we've all kind of been through something or like kind of uh, grown through something that has benefited our lives individually and collectively. And now that we have like um, a way through our faith to kind of um, go through those things in a better way and come out on the other side, um, you know, stronger, better, um, more fulfilled, you know, and with a different perspective, um, I feel like is the ultimate goal, you know, and I want to keep striving for us to do that.